0: This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go,
1: grow, and overcome. Thanks for joining us once again at Village Church Q&A podcast. This is Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael in the studio. And listeners, we've got a question that um, I think we've all been asked before, and here it is. If someone asks for money, should you give it to them?
0: So, uh, Luke 6:30, give to everyone who begs from you. Ooh. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them.
1: That verse sounds like anybody who asks you for money you're kind of obligated to give it to them. Yeah, the context is
0: is of the poor, the needy, sure. et cetera. And if they come to you and they ask for money, then give it to them. And, and the person who asked the question goes on. And I'll summarize what they said. Yeah. They basically said, like, uh, big picture, you know, my kid comes to me, whatever. Like, no, the issue here is very poor people, poverty, et cetera. And the reality with these people is that without generosity, they did not survive. Mm -mm. So for example, in the law, there were uh, boundaries set up for poor people. So you leave the corners of your field unharvested so that the poor or the stranger or the sojourner could come through and uh, they could have something to eat. So like built into the, the law system of Israel is this high value that there are poor people among us.
1: Yeah. And Jesus even said that, that the poor you would have with you always. Right. So the whole social structure
0: of the day is built on if the masses don't do it. There is no government social well, welfare right. system. If the if the masses don't do it, then these people are going to suffer. And so, what's interesting to me, and I'll process out loud my quandary, and then Tim, you can give me your two thoughts. Sure. Is, well, I, I, let's let's draw boundaries around the principle. The boundary is not anybody. The boundary is poor people, yeah. um, needy yeah. people, people who cannot survive without sure. giving. Now, what's unfortunate in America. Is that there's a whole industry of people who exploit churches and who also exploit—I mean, they literally actually make quite a bit of money. Yeah. And they put up signs that are not accurate, and this is how they make a living, by taking people's money, acting like they're homeless or whatever. So, like, here's, like, a story that happens um, semi-frequently at Village Church, is there are people who wake up every day and they call— churches Mm -hmm. and there are thousands of churches i mean catholic protestant you name everything between jehovah's witnesses and they call and they fill out benevolent forms that's money that the church sets aside for people who are struggling financially right they turn them in and and it's it is not uncommon that we ask them have you ever attended village church no how did you hear about us online and basically they type in church and they just go church to church to church and if i mean think about it you make 300 bucks a day maybe yeah, You can make a killing. There's enough churches within about a 45-minute radius that you cannot have to come back to the same church except for maybe once or twice a year. Yeah, And you can milk all of this. So there's people who
1: legitimately do this. Having said that, let me just verify that, mm-hmm. you know, I was previously at a different church and I was in a setting where m- my role was to take care of benevolence needs. Now, at Village Church, we have our deacons do that. Mm-hmm. And we would see this regularly, yep. even up north, you know, 20 miles from Bartlett where we would see people about once a year, and they would mm-hmm. come back, and they would cycle through. Yep. And each time, they had a story that sounded legitimate. Yep. So this question, it is asked at almost every level, whether you're at a church or a business, or whether you're an individual walking down you know the streets of Chicago, totally. yep. and someone meets you on the street and asks you for $5. Yep. How do you know whether you should give it to them or whether you should not give it to them? Absolutely. So there's a couple principles I think that are wise.
0: So for example, the persons who come to Village Church, people who really need money will go within about a five to seven minute radius. The yeah. people who are just kind of like making money off this, I mean, we get people from an hour away. Yes, that's you right. Know? And it's like, right. well, we, you can kind of know at that point, their whole rhythm and yeah. how they do things. So there's some like things you can do to discern. Here's the misnomer, that I have to give the person what they're asking. Yeah. So now I am confined to, if they tell me, give me all your clothes. Oh, oh no, give me your whole wallet. I mean, it, there is a point where you realize like, okay, Jesus has an intention here. And the intention of Christ is that the people of God would always care for the poor and make sure that
1: the needs of the poor are taken care of. Right, and the community value in the biblical context is that when someone's asking, you know who they are, you know their story, you know whether their request is legitimate, and you should care for them yep. because you're in a communal context that understands this
0: correct i mean you're adding another dynamic to this which is the idea of the large city this is not i mean even their large cities are are much smaller Smaller than what you we know have. you know people you know the beggars you know the people you know their names you know what they're like and this right. was also a culture where the misinterpretation of jewish law like if you touch like they wouldn't even like they would just ostracize people and leave them to their death it was sure. terrible what people would religious people would do in the name of god and and rightly so infuriated God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. But the idea here is like, okay, so it's really hard to actually, I mean, legitimately apply this to a context where there's much exploitation of this. You don't, like, what they want is not what you can even give them. So here's an example. I just don't carry cash. Like, Uh I don't carry cash because... I just, it's not easy. In fact, i care, the only time I carry cash is when I go to the airport because I got to tip a, uh, the person doing my bag so they sure. do send them to the wrong state, you know? <laughs> and uh, even that, I'm like, ah, we're scr- we're scrounging uh-huh. for cash. Yes. And I don't want to put like four bucks and quarters in there. So, uh-huh. But uh, you go downtown and somebody says, oh, can okay, I have some money. I'm like, I don't have any money to give you, but if you want food, I'll take you out. And here's here's what's interesting is yes. almost never will they take the free food, uh-huh. even though what they're saying is I'm starving yes. or I need whatever. You could offer to buy somebody a hotel for the night, you know, and they typically won't take it because, uh, but there are some people who will, and yeah, you take people, advantage yeah. of those Legit. opportunities. And I think if the homeless population really wanted to make bank, they would actually get square readers or something. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that would actually be more, they would actually be more productive for people to transfer money because yeah. it's a digital world and, and cash is is growing more and more obsolete. And so- What I tell people is very simply this. The context for this is very different than the context we live in. When you go to downtown Chicago, it's a very different world. Two things. Number one is just the immediate need, the immediate person in front of you, which is just pray about it. If you feel like you have the ability to meet their need, if you have cash in your pocket, offer to buy them what they need. Yes. And if they refuse it, say, okay, sorry. Um, almost always in that context, here's what you'll find. Just give you some fair warning. Living downtown for a while, we saw this over and over again. When you offer to buy them the thing they need, they will curse you. Mm. And um, mm. that's a very simple way to discern yeah. you know what's yep. going on. I think the second thing is, okay, so there's this principle of meeting the need in front of you, but there's a larger principle that Jesus is building, which is, Awareness of the reality of yes. this. And so there yes. are layers. Let me just talk about the personal layers. There's my immediate family, my brother, my sister, my cousin, whatever, and their financial needs, right? Then there are my neighbors, uh, the people who live around me. Somebody mm-hmm. might have lost their job or be in crisis and and you go out of your way to help them out. There's your church. There's um, all of the realistic needs. And sure. so um, churches can get weird. So we have people who give regularly to our benevolent fund. Yep. If somebody's not willing to ask for money, then that's, that's a different problem, yes. you know? And so the people who need it, we distribute money on a regular basis to people in and outside of the church because they need it, right? And then there, there's the stranger, the person like you you just don't know that much. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good, healthy thing to go to soup kitchens and homeless shelters. Yep. Like if I'm homeless and, and you go to a homeless shelter, you're going to the place where people who want help actual help. I need a place to stay. Yes. I need a place to sleep. I need food. Mm-hmm. And they're going to the place to get it. I think those are great places to go. And what it does is it humanizes. Yes. It. You sit down with them and you realize like... the
1: human beings that have gone... And some of them are going through heartache yep. that they could not have forecasted in their own life and they could not have prevented it, whatever their tragedy is yep. from happening.
0: And really, two of the main culprits for that community, at least in, in, in the city of Chicago, are drug addiction and mental illness. Mm. And so like... We just have a huge place in our heart for each of those communities because um somebody who gets into drugs um uh, never nobody ever takes drugs saying, "I'm going to ruin my life and be homeless. You know, mm-hmm. like they take you after you take them. Yes, nobody wakes up one day and says, "I'm going to be mentally ill and schizophrenic, and uh, nobody does that. You know, it takes away your ability to function well. and and so therein is some of the challenges, you know, um, it's not easy. I just give a lot of discretion and say, be very attentive to the world around you yeah. to the immediate needs and to the far-off needs. And it's a really good humanizing exercise to surround yourself with people who are much, much, much more poor than you. Right.
1: My wife and I have been asked this question before, you know, should we give? And so the filter that we always use is, are we helping them legitimately meet a need that they could not have caused or prevented, or maybe they even caused, but this is legitimately going to help them overcome? Or are we supporting bad habits and bad choices that they're making and will continue to make even if they get, you know, whatever amount of money they're asking mm-hmm. for. This question is somewhat difficult to answer. Yep. It depends on the circumstance. It depends on the individual. It des- depends on what's going on. It mm-hmm. depends on what they're asking for. Yep. It depends on the character of the person that's asking for the money. Well, I've got to use the best wisdom that I have in the circumstances, in the situation. And if I'm going to err I'd like to err on generosity versus on stinginess. Yep. Ultimately, I've been snookered. You know, I've been mm-hmm. taken advantage of because I've helped people and given them money. No, that's okay. And then they've burnt me pretty bad. I'd but
0: rather be taken advantage of than be, than be stingy.
1: That's exactly the way I feel like. It's like, you know what? They're going to have to answer for that eventually. Yep. I would say within reason, you got to be careful about giving large sums of money or or sums of money without, especially if you're married, without agreement with you and your, your spouse. You, yep. you, you've got to be in agreement with that but once you agree and you agree we're going to do this and ultimately we're going to trust god and if we get burned then okay we get burned mm. generosity is what we've taught biblically yep so be generous and like let god take the circumstances
0: it's seven words give to everyone who begs from you that's it that's actually all it says yeah. it doesn't say what to give them doesn't say how much to give them doesn't yeah. say when to give it doesn't i mean and the implication is clear though Meet the need. Meet the need if, if you can. you can, you know, meet the need. But we also understand that the context is different. So like one verse earlier. It says, um, from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. You, you get the point that culturally we're dealing with a very different context. I don't yes. have a cloak or a tunic. That's And right. you can make an analogy, and that's fair. But like understanding the communal aspect of this. That's right. This isn't somebody you just see and leave by and large. This is actually somebody that, that you're interacting with on a daily basis. Yes. And you know that our concern— understandably so is. I don't want to be duped. Nobody wants to be duped, right? No one
1: wants to be walking away from a situation thinking, well, I was stupid. And that's not what Jesus is talking about because you
0: likely almost always know the person and you know their state and you know why they're there. You know why they're poor, what decisions they made or things that happened to them. And so there is is a different context. And I think that's where the skill of Bible teaching and interpretation is, is understanding these nuances. We love to pull them out transfer them to the poor person in downtown Chicago and it's not the same not not at all and that they are functionally different things but the spirit of what Jesus wants is we should be a people who have a lot who are concerned for those who have little yes and measurably we need to be building inroads to meet their needs so they don't suffer unnecessarily agreed yep good oh I'm nervous about this next question next one yeah What what is the question for next time what do I do if a friend of mine who is transgender wants to be called by pronouns that do not line up with his biological gender? Oh.